Hi everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to SoundCloud's first on SoundCloud. We are going to take a listen to Sophia Mills as we let everyone come into the room. Sophia's here, Jillian's here. Hi friends, welcome, welcome to another first on SoundCloud. Hi Sophia. How are you? Good. We're listening to your latest single. Well, thank you. (laughs) We're going to give it just a second before we get started to let some folks in the room. I'm just um, walking Brooke um, through on how to do it. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Hi, Steph. Hi, Jillian. Hi, John. Hey, hey. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. We are jamming out to I Melt With You, the brand new single from Sophia Mills. And we're going to get started in just a second to another first on SoundCloud. Beautiful. Hey. Hey. You made it. Welcome, everyone. Finally. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are back with another episode of First on SoundCloud's Clubhouse Sessions. First on SoundCloud artists and their team to learn how they've made it to this moment and to find out what they're working on next. I always say that this is really your front row and center chance to go behind the scenes into the artist's journey. So whether you're a fan of Sophia Mills, you're a friend, or you're someone who just stumbled into our room, we are so excited that you are here. Please make sure to follow the greenhouse above the SoundCloud Club. And today how it works is we have an hour with Sophia and her team, and we'll chat for the first 45 minutes, and then we'll open it up for questions in the last 15 minutes. So if you have a question, please save it for the end, and then you can raise your hand and we'll bring you up one at a time. So I want to introduce our singer and artist today, Sophia Mills. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. I need to give you um, the standard air horn. Uh, Let me just make sure that it is loud enough because this is what we do here. Thank you. That may have been violently loud, but at least you heard it. Welcome. I keep speaking while I'm on mute, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I have to unmute. It, it happens. It happens on Clubhouse. Welcome, everyone. How are we feeling? Good. Great. Mm, Perfect. Amazing. Great, great, great. So I'd love to kind of know first, like, what everyone on stage does and what their role is in your life, Sophia. So maybe we can go around and everyone introduce themselves and talk about what they do and how you're, you're connected to each other. Um, well, yeah, I can 
I can kind of go over that. So Steph, first of all, is my lovely, amazing, beautiful, perfect manager who I love very much. <laughs> She's been I love you too. Such a day one. Um, and she's been helping me so much with literally everything. Like all of my projects would not even be remotely possible without her. Um, so yeah, I owe everything to Steph. Um, I will be giving her my firstborn. It's just part of the deal. Um, love it. And, um, uh, and then let's see who else. Brooke. Brooke is my best friend. Hey, bestie. Hi, bestie. She's my best friend from home. Um, I just moved to LA, so I haven't seen her in a while, and I'm worse because of it. Um, But yeah, she has definitely been so helpful for me because I don't do things on my own. I require a lot of pushing, like all the time. And so Brooke has always been there to like help me do homemade photo shoots and encourage just any creativity that I've ever had. Like we constantly go to like Michael's which is a craft store and just like get random stuff and create and so yeah it's been it's been really good having her in my life because she just encourages my creativity and she's also an amazing artist and creator herself so I think we have great energy yeah I'm and then Jillian um, hi baby hello Jillian um Hi. Uh, Jillian is an actress. She's a Hollywood star. She's a Disney protege. Um, She is just another great friend whom I love very much. And she also um, just is such a big factor in encouraging my creativity and helping me become inspired. She is an amazing actress. Her movie Godmothered, I've watched like six billion times now. And her music is insane. Like, she's truly just so talented. And so having her as a friend has really helped me grow as an artist, but also as a person. Thank you, Jillian. Um, You are the sweetest human in the world. I feel the same exact way about you. Shut up. Shut up. You're embarrassing me. I'm in love with you. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, So, (laughs) and then John, um, he is an amazing producer. Also, his solo work is incredible. Um, and he has been helping me with my future stuff that I'm working on. Um, he's just been really like a strong guiding force and helping me to kind of go to a deeper level of like my artistry. Like I, I am not good with technology. Production has always been hard for me because I don't understand software. I don't understand. I just, I genuinely like I'm an old woman. And so (laughs) like, for him like being there and me telling him like oh I'm kind of interested in this and then him just being able to make it happen out of nowhere is just insane and I love working with him I think I'm learning so much by working with him so I'm really excited for him to be here too and I'm so happy that all of you guys agreed to be here it means so much to me thanks Sophia of course yeah that was an extremely sweet intro to everyone and you know you say you're an old woman but you are 18 correct 19 i just turned 19 in april okay because my first question is always what zodiac sign are you are you a taurus no i'm an aries i'm Ah. very much an aries i'm hot-headed i have a bad temper i you know (laughs) i'm intense um, yeah, I'm an Aries sun, and then I'm a Taurus moon and a Gemini rising. Mm, girl. 
Mm, okay. A lot going yeah. on there. Um, the homebody side of the Taurus is what I thought maybe would be. You know, that makes sense. I, I think it is. Um, well, happy belated birthday. Thank um, you so much. Welcome to the semi-legal side of life. <laughs> um, you know, you have a few more years to go before you can go to the clubs, but I have a feeling that you are going to be a huge touring superstar by then and they won't care. How you know, I really hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I mean, you have a lifetime ahead of you, which is really exciting. And, um, you said you just moved to LA, but you're originally from Rockport, Massachusetts, correct? Yes, I am. And Rockport is the tiniest town in the whole entire universe it's so small it's so, right on the ocean it's beautiful though i've driven by rockport because i went to college in boston oh. um i went to emerson shout to 88.9 fm and i used to travel around massachusetts and i wanted to ask you if you've ever been to singing beach yes oh yes i have um where you step on the sand and it's like what yes yeah so, to all the folks in the audience, there is a beach in Massachusetts that sings as you walk on it. And I've been many a time, and so has Sophia. Yeah, um, it's, fun. <laughs> it's It's a little bit creepy, in my opinion, but I like it. So it. It's so creepy. Nice. It's so creepy and weird, but beautiful. Yeah, there's weird, um, like, legends about certain beaches in Massachusetts. Like, there was this one beach, Coffins Beach, ooh. where um, my sister and her friends used to tell me that they threw dead bodies in there, like, at night when no one was looking. Mm. And I was so scared of it for like my whole childhood. And then I realized that's illegal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So, I mean, my main question is being from Rockport, you know, how did that kind of influence your upbringing and how did it shape your influences? Ooh, um, well, uh, I'm sure Brooke can relate to a lot of this, but basically, uh, Rockport is incredibly, incredibly small. Um, like my, uh, high school had like 400 people in it. Um, everybody knows everybody, you know, it's, um, really tiny. It's geographically, it's beautiful, but I think personally, I just had a hard time growing up there because of how small everything was. And especially now, like being in LA, I've realized how absolutely like closed-minded I am and like how I totally like feel like I was cut off from the rest of the world like I'm seeing so many different people and like experiencing so many different things and so it's definitely like a very small local like community type of vibe and you know in a small rich town full of white people um you know it's not like the friendliest place I would say mm. But um, I think struggling with, like, the social side of things and, like, growing up and not having a lot of friends and stuff like that, I'm actually grateful for it. I think it was helpful for my development as an artist because now I know the feelings that I want to capture so well that I write about them quickly and I can articulate them better. So mm. I, think, I think it's been really helpful and I think I'm now in a stage of my life where I'm living somewhere else but now I look back on it and I'm kind of grateful for it which I never thought I would be 100% and Brooke grew up there as well you two how long have you two been friends we got like really close it was actually like a year ago it was mm -hmm. last July um 
Sophie was like, girl, let's go to the beach. I was like, hell no. But she dragged <laughs> me there, and then we kept going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Brooke was really cool all of your high school. Um, and I tried to hang out with her a couple times. Um, but I, like, I'm essentially I'm the worst socially and so like every time I just like sat there and didn't talk um and so like finally like we were always like we should hang out we should hang out and then finally last summer I was like let's go to the beach and we did and then we hung out like every single day and now she's my best buddy yeah when I realized you were like rich and stuff that's when I feel like we got really close (laughs) so I was like okay A very honest bestie. We love to see it. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Thank yeah, you, girl. Anything for you. Yes, we Thanks. do. I definitely didn't pay her to say that. Yeah. She's like, is um, there a I'm boat still involved in the beach? Sure, <laughs> She's still they? waiting on a check. I'm still waiting on that check, but um, it's okay. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, Thank my God. You. you guys are hilarious. Quarantine besties. <laughs> we love it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most of the music you've made in your room, like writing, recording, production for the most part, Mm-hmm. And you put out a song called Coffee Breath in 2018. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the first thing that goes from like bedroom to internet viral. Um, like, can you tell us, A, what that experience was like? And also, what was an unexpected challenge that came out of that? Um, well, I thought at first, like, I genuinely thought that everyone in my town was, like, collectively playing a prank on me. Um, because, personally, I think Coffee Breath is a solid song, but I didn't, like, expect that much from it. I mean, I don't think anybody does when their stuff goes viral. Um, so I put it out, and I was like, maybe my friends will listen to this. Maybe they'll just say they did and then lie. Who knows? <laughs> and then somebody used it on TikTok and then everyone started using it. And it was just it was really scary because I I like I can't even sing in front of my parents. Like I'm very embarrassed about I don't know, I just have like weird like stage fright kind of. But it's not with people I don't know. It's mainly with people that I know. I think it's just like it makes me mm. so nervous. So like seeing people and like having random people from my town be like, oh my gosh, I heard your song on TikTok. It made me so uncomfortable because I was like, damn it. Like if I knew that everyone was going to see this, I would have like looked better or like, you know, like tried to make it. But I started tearing <laughs> it apart because everybody was seeing it. But um, I think a challenge for me was just, yeah, dealing with that, like dealing with the fact that people knew who I was and people like heard my song and I was like, okay. And so it kind of helped me with future stuff though, because now whenever I put something out, I make sure to polish it and like make it as perfect as I possibly can. Because what if that happens again? I don't want to have any regrets. Mm. Well, I mean, I think one thing that's really refreshing about you, you know, is that the videos that you do put out are so intimate of you in your bedroom making a song. And I actually think, that you know everything is so polished these days that to just kind of like feel like you're there with you making Mm -hmm. making a cover or starting a new song is just so refreshing so I think probably the part of the reason it went viral was because it wasn't um something that was over the top you know what I mean yeah thank you I appreciate that yeah so kudos to that so um so I'd love to hear kind of 
kind of from a couple people on the stage, like, for example, John, um, you're, you produce a lot with Sophia. Obviously, Sophia is very young and just kind of getting into her stride. How do you, like, help her, I guess, find her vision, become an artist that's well-known? Like, how does all of that work when you're in the studio together? Yeah, well, first of all, Sophia is a kind of one of those once-in-a-generation type artists. So I feel like I am not so much playing the role of, like, um, you know, how do I sort of, like... shape you into something I'm more like how do I just make sure that this music finds its way into the world Uh, I view my role in music making with anyone as much more of a facilitator than like someone who pushes and uh, someone who tries to change uh, people into uh, something that they're not naturally on the path towards becoming and so Sophia and I are in a unique position where uh, all the work that we've done for this entire um, lovely record we've been making has been in this weird pandemic digital world. And so we've done almost every single component of this record um, living on opposite coasts, which has been a really, really unique experience, Um, but not all that uncommon, uh, especially during the pandemic time. So I, uh, I moved out here to work uh, in a recording studio not too long ago and um, being in LA has just like exposed me to so many um, fantastic musicians, uh, fantastic producers and I feel like I'm trying to bring a little bit of that kind of LA energy, that LA melting pot uh, excitement and expertise uh, into everything that I do but with Sophia I was just such a big fan of the songs right away that uh, I kind of wanted to come alongside and just say, like, how can we, how can we make these songs, um, and how can we um, overcome the technological barriers of the pandemic and the physical distance, and how can we um, make a record that you're really, really proud of? And that's the kind of work that I love to do. Is I love to find an artist that I'm just personally a big fan of, and I like to come alongside them and say, let's make the record that you're dreaming about making. Um, not so much, uh, I know the record that you should make and I'm gonna, um, try to push you into making it. So, Sophia's been a dream and we're getting close to having something really amazing. Oh, thank you. You've been a dream as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to hear, you know, more things that you up together. Um, Jillian, talk about your collaboration with Sophia and what it's like when you two kind of combine forces. Well, I met Sophia, um, I guess at this point, like... You're on mute, Jillian, just in oh, case you didn't know. Hello? I hear hello, hello. Oh, there we go. Um, hi. Um, I met Sophia like a year and a half ago because I heard Coffee Breath and I was in Boston working on a movie and I was like, oh my God, I love this song. Let's DM this girl for fun. Maybe she'll want to be my friend because I'm a fangirl. And we started DMing and then she saw me post in Boston and was like, are you in Boston? And I was like, wait, yes. And I was like, mom, can I invite this random girl to my apartment that you've never met, who I've never met, and it could totally be an old man behind the What's camera? And she was like, sure. Oh yeah, exactly. So she did. She sure did get on a train and come to my apartment. And we have literally only seen each other twice in person 
because of the pandemic. But I mean, being around you has always been so inspiring for me and for my work. And I, I think my favorite part about you is like you are so someone said this earlier, but you are so raw with your emotions when you're singing and you have absolutely no fear to be like crying during a video. And like, that's oh, yeah. always been something like I've been so insecure about with like acting and singing. And it's so pleasant seeing somebody be so raw about their emotions when they're singing because it's what it should be. And you've taught me that. And yeah, you're wonderful. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I love to hear it. Um, there's a lot of love in this room right now for you, Sophia, and I have a feeling that you uh, that it comes from you. You're the source. Um, oh, thank you. So, Steph, you know, when did you become Sophia's manager, and what was it like for you to make the decision of like, yes, this is this is the artist I want to manage? Uh, give us that story. Yeah. So I. I first found, I mean, Coffee Breath was the only song that was on streaming platforms at the time. This was like January of 2019, I want to say. Um, so Coffee Breath had been out for a bit, um, and Sophia had a few demos up on SoundCloud, which are still up exclusively on SoundCloud. Um, and I had reached out. Sophia's, Sophia's Instagram was private. Like, let me give you context. She had a different name. I have a different um, and... lifestyle back then. <laughs> oh, I've a whole different skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to uh, explain that part of that um, journey for you. Well, it was just, it was, it was crazy to have someone reach out to me in general to be like, I like your music. I'm interested in like helping you out because I was like, wow. And then Steph was like, I'm from LA. And I was like, oh like someone from the opposite coast that's terrifying um and so we called a few times like in the first week I think of talking and we just kind of like she was so good at listening to like what I wanted to do and then it was also like coffee breath was out and like just starting to do well so it was kind of like I felt if I talked about having any dreams at all about music that it was kind of like girl shut up like you have one song out um <laughs> but like she's always been so positive and encouraging when it comes to like even if I want like the craziest shit like I'll I'll randomly text her and be like I want to collab with BTS and she'll be like okay like like it's like, <laughs> like it's genuinely, we'll work on like, it there's yeah there's never there's never like a no that's stupid or like no you can't do that which is is something that I always really appreciate because I having that positive encouragement from someone who knows the business and someone who's also a young woman in the business is so important for me because she gets it, um, which is something that I just needed. And so having that has just been absolutely amazing. Steph, you can continue. I'm sorry I cut you off. <laughs> uh, love that. Um, yeah, so we started talking. Sophia sent me a handful of demos, most of which became the All My Pals EP. Um, which did not come out for another year and a half after that. Um, so that okay. was okay. Okay, read me stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not a dig at you. That's just process. And I kind of loved that you had the patience to work on it um, for so long, um, and you weren't kind of 
pressuring yourself or pressuring me to like make it happen for you immediately and you kind of knew that you needed to take some time um and figure everything out um and so we did all my pals um last year i guess at this point um ah, yeah last yeah August. yeah um and speaking and of that ep you know it was released in 2020 um, technically, this is like your first body of work that you put out, Sophia. Can you talk about what it was like making All My Pals? Oh, it was horrible. I, <laughs> I yeah, horrible. like just being straight up about it, it was not very enjoyable at first. Um, I, like I said, I need to be pushed. Like I need to be punched in the face to make something happen. Like truly I procrastinate <laughs> so much. It's ridiculous. And it's also just, it's not even like a laziness. It's also like, I get discouraged so easily. And so when it comes to recording stuff out of my room, it's so difficult for me because I don't know what I'm, I truly do not. And so I like mess up and like delete something by accident or not know how to like connect a wire and I just give up and that happened for ages and it was so frustrating and I'd always tell Steph and thank God she's so patient with me but I'd always be like yeah I'll record this week I'll record this week don't worry and then I'd be like I'll record next week um, and it happened for like months and so finally COVID happened um, I have like no friends um, like no job, like not like I had nothing to do, just like everybody else. Um, and so I, I was like, you know, I can't keep procrastinating. Like at this point, it's just sad. So I sat down and I did it. And it was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. It was just the anticipation that was so difficult for me. Um, and once I sat down and like dedicated time specifically to it, it really it came easily to me and I realized that I was going into it every single day like before quarantine I had been going into it expecting to be disappointing so I was going into it being like okay after an hour I'll give up though that's inevitable but once quarantine happened I managed to like change my whole perspective on it and once I did that it was really cool and I got to work with amazing like producers and just musicians like um Matthew Cahan, he um, was, he's an, I think he's Canadian, right, Steph? He's Ontario-based? Correct. Yes. He um, did the guitar for a lot of my songs, and it was just incredible. And I had never, like, formally collaborated with people before, so having that ability was just super fun. Um, and then when it came out, it was so terrifying. I felt insane. Brooke made me a cake, though. It was so good. <laughs> what and kind of cake? It was a vegan strawberry cake, and it was so oh, yeah. good. And okay. she doesn't think that it was good, and she will die saying that it was horrible. Girl, that tasted like mush. But No, it was good. It was good. My mom <laughs> even liked it. It was soggy. That was what made it good. Okay. <laughs> I promise. Okay, so... That's a real friend. Oh, um, yeah, and no one has ever, like, none of my friends have made me a cake before, so I was like, okay. Okay, you're going up in the ranks, I guess. Um, <laughs> all for that check, baby. Yep, it's on the way. Um, <laughs> I truly like it. I it was I'd never expected like so much support for it coming out, and so honestly, like to be completely real, I don't. I I truly am so grateful for like Brooke 
celebrating it and like helping me so much with like little photo shoots in her backyard and stuff like that. Because if I didn't have that source of positive encouragement, if I didn't have somebody like clapping for me the day it came out, I would just feel like shit all the time. And so it's just, Mm. it's given me something to look forward to whenever I put out work, truly. And so it was a scary experience, but all in all, it was good. And I've learned a lot from it. Um, And I'm excited to put out more stuff now. I feel like your life in LA is going to change all that, you know, Mm because it sounds like you're going to be around a lot more artists, creatives, writers, producers, performers, actors. Definitely. And, and you yeah. and since you kind of already tackled your own like mental block of what anticipation does, which is so annoying because as soon as you do something, you're like, oh my God. Literally, <laughs> like, as soon as you do anything you're afraid of, you're like, oh. <laughs> it wasn't even that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but we do it all the time. We, we build things up. So I'm excited that you're now in LA because I feel like it's just going to fuel your work. Thank you. you. I'm excited too. I I definitely feel like regardless, like LA aside, I think for me, because I was in Rockport for so long and I knew like, I knew everything about it. um, I got so stuck, not only like physically, but creatively too. So like I went to a semester of college in Nashville at one point, surprise, I dropped out. um, And I of scenery really helped me and so being here like it's so scary um and it's so new but it's so good because now I can actually have more experiences to write about because I I didn't want to write every song about like being heartbroken about the same boy and like seeing the same stuff every day you know what I mean like now that I can experience so much more I feel like the creative juices are really flowing and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes I mean, and you're definitely an old soul. Like, I know you joked around about being, like, an old lady, <laughs> but, like, you are you are totally an old soul, and you you cover a lot of, like, great older songs as well. And one Thank of the songs you. I love the most is I Melt With You, which is why I played it earlier by Modern <laughs> English. Thank tell you. Us, yeah, tell us your process of selecting a song to cover, and then do you feel like you have to make it your own? or transform it walk us through that I don't think I feel a pressure like a need to transform it but for me personally um something that I really like and also something that I desperately want the ability to do but I don't know if I can is um like artists like 21 Pilots and Mitski um just the ability to write a really happy sounding song that's really like actually deep and beautiful and touching and can even be sad sometimes. Um, I think is something that I admire so much. And so sometimes when I hear a song, like I melt with you, I truly feel like it's such a beautiful love song. And I've always felt that way. And it's so fun, you know, like the whole vibe of it is so fun. I love the production on it, but because I saw in such a different way or not a different way, but I just saw it in a specific way. I kind of wanted the outside to match the inside a little bit more for just the way I personally saw it. And so I just, I decided to make a cover and try to just make it sound. I kind of made it sound the way I would want it to sound. If like someone sang it to me, you know, like if someone was professing their undying love for me, how I would want it to sound. (laughs) Um, And that's kind of the way I feel about a lot of songs. Like I did a cover that I still 
really, really love of Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People on yes. my SoundCloud. I love that cover. And um, it's really reverby and slow and acoustic and sad as shit. And, you know, I like that, too, because it's a really dark song. And so something about the intrigue of matching the outside with the inside, I think, is just something that I'm so drawn to. And I think it's really fun. Yeah. And, you know, like Jillian and John, you know, two people that you've collaborated with, like how I guess how do you guys feel about like, uh, I guess the collaboration process, like whether it's making a cover or making something brand new, like what's your favorite part of collaborating with Sophia? And maybe maybe Jillian, tell us like what you guys have worked on before. Well, Sophia and I have only seen each other in person twice. So we kind of have this lovely thing where we say, we're going to put out a song together. We're going to write together. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then we don't do it because ironically, (laughs) she lived in Boston. I lived in LA and then she moved to LA and I'm going to college in Boston. Yeah. So we kind of just completely flipped on that. Hmm. It's wow. Insane. (laughs) And you don't want to collab kind of the way Sophia and John collabed over quarantine, like do a Zoom session? Well, oh, I totally want to. Miss Sophia is so busy. Oh, shut <laughs> up. I'm, I'm like, I, I know this is dumb, but when um, Jillian and I met in person the first time, we sang Adore You by Harry Styles and I put it on my Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and we just did a cover together. But something that I really love about collaborating with Jillian in any sense, whether it's just like talking or like music stuff is just I feel like we both get it. Like, I feel like we're both on a very similar wavelength, like maturity wise, musicality wise. And so I think that like collaborating for us is just easy. It's just natural. I so agree. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm ready for the Jillian Sophia song show 2022. Uh, it will um, come in 2053. Let's get on that. <laughs> Steph, we can add that. Yeah, Steph, bother her to write with me because I really want to. You have to, we have to punch Noted. her apparently. Apparently punch I just me. have to punch her. Gonna put her it on the calendar. Yes, please. <laughs> Love it. And John, tell us your favorite part about collaborating with Sophia. Sophia uh, knows exactly what she wants, and that is a really awesome and refreshing change uh, for, I think a lot of people are, they come into the creative process and they can be kind of crippled by the endless possibilities. And I love collaborating with people just in general because I just think the things that come from multiple minds are almost always more interesting. I feel like we way too often praise the creation of like the solo tortured artist that wanders off into the woods and and makes the quiet masterpiece but i think in reality a lot of the things that really stick around are the process of kind of some some give and take and some push and pull between minds and so as i approach Sophia's songs the thing that i might think of first i might send her and she she might say like oh no that's not at all how i imagined it and so then the next draft is a composite of kind of my intuitions and my musicality and Sophia's. And I just think that ends up creating an end product that's 
much more interesting and also to work with someone who does know what they want and they know how they want things to sound and they know the emotions that they want the listener the listener to feel it just ends up being more exciting because we're kind of both using our best abilities to like chase down a very specific feeling or an emotion rather than kind of just one or the other of us sort of stumbling around hoping we find something that we mutually like and so for someone to be 19 and early in their music making life and know how to like chase down a very specific feeling or vibe or sound or tone is just it makes my job exciting so I love it. Sophia where do you think that comes from because you're not even old enough to get a drink at a bar you know and you've got this 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 sharp vision you know, of what you want things to sound like. Where do you think this comes from? Um, I think, I mean, just being completely honest, I do have obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, so I think having OCD is a part of it um, because I just, once I know, like, I've made it up in my mind, I, I have to do what it takes to get there. And when it comes to any creative process, I'm, I'm very much like a control freak about it. Um, just because like, I'm such a perfectionist, and I want it to sound the way it sounds in my head. Um, but it can be really difficult, like finding that sound. But luckily, like working with people like john has been really great, because he's so responsive to that. And so Definitely that's a big part of it. But also I think I I went through this phase of like um, I, I grew up not like reading about a lot of like influential women. I didn't um, I wasn't very exposed to like anything of that realm, like um, except like my mom and like the women in my family, of course. But as I got older, I started doing my research into more female artists um, and I truly like there's something so powerful in a girl who says what she wants and does what she needs to get what she wants. And I think I was so scared of that. I was so scared of that kind of aggressive um, nature. But um, I, I truly like the artists that I look like Celine Dion was a big one. Like I love Celine Dion and I think she's crazy in the best way and even like Ariana Grande like growing up when she was on Nickelodeon and like getting bigger and watching her musicality grow and see her change as an artist like there are so many female artists that I just look up to so much and having that like imaginary community around me of like girls being like you can do it like really helped me to realize that like I can get what I want like I can just say what I want and I can fight for it and get it and so I think that was really helpful for me. Mm. Amen, sister friend. <laughs> and, I, and I think that is kind of what led you to get recognized by SoundCloud. And you're a part of the Accelerator program, the badass class of 2021 on SoundCloud. Can <laughs> you tell us about your journey on SoundCloud? And do you remember when you first discovered it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I had a very similar introduction to SoundCloud, um, as like a lot of people did. I, I genuinely like was still using iTunes on my iPod Nano, um, for like a very long time. <laughs> um, and then like using like YouTube for music and stuff. I wasn't really aware of like streaming services as much. Um, but when like 
the quote unquote SoundCloud rapper um, kind of like trend started coming up, I started using it more because I thought it was really interesting to like, you know, listen, I really admired how many um, rappers were actually trying to start out on SoundCloud. I thought it was really cool. Um, And so I realized that like you can upload your own music and stuff like that. And so it's so easy to like, as someone who, again, struggles with technology, I thought it was going to be this huge monster that I couldn't tackle. But SoundCloud like makes it so straightforward. And it feels like they're just encouraging you to put music out because it is that easy. And so for me, like I put that out and I thought it was so cool getting to see like the comments and getting messages from people and now like getting to talk to them as a team and like see how it works behind the scenes and work with other artists who I think are incredible. Like I've been such a fan of Payday for such a long time. Like she's so rad. Mm -hmm. And so like being in the same, like, I don't know, room quote unquote with her is just it's it's crazy and so I I think it's been really interesting and also educational for me to get to be a little bit more behind the scenes and see how this stuff works I think it's been amazing I love that and you know speaking of payday or anyone else that you're a big fan of is there any special collaboration in the works with someone that you love I mean I hope so. <laughs> um, I've been really Steph. busy working on <laughs> BTS. my, I wish, um, I've been really busy working on some stuff of my own. I've actually been working on an album for um, the past few months. Um, and I just haven't felt like I had too much time for it, but there are so many artists that I just, dream of collaborating with like so many Me? I want to collaborate with yep mm-hmm. Besides mm-hmm. I want to collaborate mm-hmm. with um <laughs> like Mitski is a huge one Mitski Stevie Nicks I mean I would love to collaborate with Payday I would love to collaborate with Remy Wolf just even like Flo Millie like just these like badass females like I just truly I, I want to work with so many people and so I'm so excited and I hope that someday I will have the ability to and to just see how our like you know see if we have chemistry like creatively I don't know I think that would be so cool I love that I just DJed Remy Wolf's um live stream show I DJed like the after party which was so fun and she's so rad and so sounds- god I love her Yeah, I have a feeling that you both are very similar and that you sound just as good, if not better, in person. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, and, you know, for people that are in the audience, if you have a question, think about it now and raise your hand because we're going to bring people up very shortly. If you have a question for Sophia, anyone on her team, the artist's journey, how does this work? How did you feel when this happened? That's what we're here for. So raise your hand and we'll get to you in a sec. I want to ask you, Sophia, maybe this is like a Steph question as well. How does the future of performing look for you? And is there a performer that you look up to that you want to use kind of as inspiration for your show? Like you clearly have such a great range of artists. Like you were mentioning Stevie Nicks all the way to Remy Wolf. So, you know, what do you want your show to look like? Who's your inspiration? And are you going to be performing slash touring in the near future? Um, well, when it comes to inspirations, like performing, 
Um, I definitely have a lot of um, inspirations. Two of my big ones are Lord um, and also Mitski. I, if I need to cry, I will watch videos of Mitski performing live because she doesn't, she's not just singing her songs. She is captivating, like the way her body moves to the music and she draws in the crowd. It's unbelievable. Like I'll be watching on my phone and I'll feel like I'm there truly. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. That ability to just, it's like being possessed by the music. Like Lord does the same thing. And Haley Williams too, from Paramore, Mm -hmm. where you'll just watch their bodies like transform when they're performing. And I think it's incredible. And I honestly, like, in my experience of going to a lot of shows, I haven't really because Boston, like, when you want to go to a show, it's kind of a haul, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Like, you have to drive all the way there, and then you're tired, and you leave early because there's traffic and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, crowds have not always been my favorite thing. And so I haven't been so active as to going to shows um, that much. But now that quarantine has happened and COVID, it's made me realize, like, I think being at live shows and seeing live performances is kind of a missing puzzle piece that I've been needing for a really long time. And so I'm really excited to, like, go out and see shows and, like, do my research as to what I need to be doing. Um, I'm just... I want to have fun on stage, you know, like Megan the Stallion, like the way she performs is cool too. And like, I just, I really, I can't wait to practice and learn and be better so I can meet all the people that have been supporting me in person and things like that. I can't wait. I love it. And we'll be there front and center at your first LA show. Thank you. We'll need a little SoundCloud section. You already know. Um, so we have one question. I'm going to bring someone up. Um, they're new to the app. Let's see if they come up. Nim. And let's see. And otherwise, again, if you have a question, you can raise your hand and we'll bring you up. Um, in the meantime, and this is a question that I love to ask because I think it offers a lot of inspiration. Um, I'd love to go around and have everyone on stage talk about a time, either a time that they gave up but didn't, primarily like with their passion, or what are you most excited to see next from Sophia? So why don't we start with you, John? Awesome. Well, I've I've been working uh, really closely with Sophia on her um, album that we're creating together, and because that's very, very much in the works and very top secret and for the future. I am the most excited about that because I just can't wait for people to hear it. I think the songs are just incredible and uh, the way that we've kind of overcome the the distance and COVID and technological challenges to kind of craft something that feels uh, true and beautiful. I just, I just can't wait to share it. I can't wait for people to hear it. So I, I'm so excited for Sophia's uh, upcoming album. Woohoo! Thank you. I think we're all excited. Lillian, tell us the time. And I feel like you probably have a great story because you seem to be heavy in the arts and entertainment and film and acting and singing. So would love to hear from you. I definitely have my fair share of giving up stories, but um, I think my personal...
flight to stay for a first audition. And I ended up staying and I booked that show and it started my whole career. And I think like when you're about to to say that. Um, Steph, what about you? Like a time you almost gave up or what are you most excited for in Sophia's career next? Um, I would say I'm most excited to see Sophia play some shows. Um, so far, she's only done one um, back in Boston pre-pandemic. And I think now having her out in LA, it's going to be a really nice time for her to kind of establish a band and kind of practice the live stuff. Yeah, I think we're all excited for that. Um, Brooke, being the bestie, what either are you most excited for or was there a time when you almost gave up and but didn't? I don't want to trauma dump on here, so I'll say I'm most excited <laughs> yeah, girl. For, for Sophie to tour because I think she's going to get really into like live performing. And I think she needs to take me in the tour bus with her. You will come. Hell yeah. The tour van. <laughs> we'll bring yeah. her cat. I'm excited. It'll be amazing. I'll meet you there, Brooke. We can hang out. It will be Hell perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, the tour bus is the most important thing. Um, whether you're going to have a cat wrapped, you know, vinyl sticker around the bus, like. I mean, it's true. Think I'm thinking like now. big, lewd anime women all over the side. Yes. Um, something just disturbing, you know, to catch the people's eye um, could be cool. And to lure them to your show. I love it. Mm. I love it. Okay, we have a hand raise. I'm going to bring up someone into the audience. Let us know your name and let us know your question for Sophia or their team. Bank, how are you doing? How are you? Thank you for bringing me up, Jasmine. Hi. Yeah. So what's your question for Sophia or her team? Um, I want to first off say, how you doing, Sophia? And um, I, the question I have for her team and her is, um, what was one of your biggest obstacles and challenges in your career? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you so much for asking. It's so nice to meet you. Um, personally, I would say some of my biggest challenges have just been being a creator who struggles with depression because I'm always tired and I'm always like mentally exhausted. And so it's so hard for me to sometimes like find the energy to grab my guitar or like get up and sing. And a lot of the times it's easy to get discouraged too. You know, you write, you try to write a song, you don't feel creative enough, you kind of stop. And then you're like, I can't do anything. I suck. I'm the worst. Um, and I do that so often. And so it's been um, one of my old therapists, uh, therapists called it um, bossing it back, where like you just have to talk back to your brain when it's being mean to you. And having to do that constantly gets really tiring. But at the end of the day, it's so rewarding because even if you go two full months without writing a single song, sooner or later you will get that like spark of inspiration and you'll just write something beautiful and it will feel so worth it. And so I think that's something that I've definitely been struggling with, but also I'm grateful for in a sense. That's beautiful. 
Go ahead, Bank. Yes. I apologize. That's in, that's like interesting because I felt as if I was going through the same thing at one point, but I definitely had to get over that obstacle and start to get on with my life and like start going back to the studio and start trying to collaborate more with artists and stuff like that. I'm glad that you pushed through. That's amazing. Congratulations. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm fully through it, but I'm guaranteed stepping like stepping out of it. Guaranteed. Period. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Banks, so much. Appreciate you. Drea, hello. How are you? Hey, y'all. Hey, Sophia. Okay, so my question is a little bit of a fun question, just to get to know your music taste a little more. Do you have a favorite 90s R&B song? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, that's so difficult. See, it's hard when it comes to R&B because I love um, 90s rap. I really do. Um and so I would say ugh, I really, really like Nas. Um, and I really like the song Moment in Time by The Far Side. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I really, I just, I love like Bitch Please by Snoop Dogg. Like I truly, <laughs> I have so many. Um, and, and of course, anything for Miss Lauren Hill. I mean, um, her song okay, with yeah. um, D'Angelo, uh, we'll, Nothing we'll Even Matters. Well, I'll let that count Period. as a hard answer. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Okay, great. That's all I had, though. Nice Thank you. Thank you, Drea. Um, Sophia, your music, t- you're, you're so funny because, um, like, you, you don't you don't come off shy. You don't come off as someone who isolates who procrastinates <laughs> like you're literally you ha- you really have this old soul you you know all this music from all these generations you know before you and I'm just I'm so impressed with you and I I, I hope you give yourself a little more credit um because you're you're extremely like charming and impressive and I only see like the stars opening for you and it's so nice to hear that you have such a great team on your side thank you so much I I truly feel so like blessed and just lucky to have such an amazing team of people behind me and speaking of the team as we close this out does anyone have any last closing remarks or words of wisdom that they would like to share as we wrap up this episode even like what favorite ice cream you should check out in los angeles for sophia i mean salt and straw is great <laughs> Thanks, Jill. <laughs> yup, of course, bestie. <laughs> okay. Thank amazing. you, Jasmine, for hosting. Oh, yeah, yeah. thank you so much. And yeah. thank you, everyone, for being here and agreeing. I know that um, it's like public, it's not public speaking technically, but it's a little bit intimidating. And so I just, I really appreciate everybody being here and speaking. And just, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Sophia, like you're a pro. You're already a pro at public speaking. You do it so naturally. Babe, it's um, because you can't see my face. Trust me, when it's in person. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right, well, listen, keep us posted on the album. Let us know when the shows are starting. We will be there in Los Angeles with our SoundCloud merch on. You won't be able to miss us. We'll all be in bright orange. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, this has been so beautiful. Happy to meet everyone on stage. And... We will be there when the album drops. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much. 
Okay, everyone. And please follow everyone on this stage. Follow the greenhouse at the top. Don't miss a SoundCloud talk. We do this every Wednesday. And my name is Jasmine Solano. I, I love doing these talks every single week. And we will catch y'all very, very soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Have bye -bye. a nice day. Bye. bye. Same, same. Bye, everyone.